Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And you can find my, the podcast Instagram at Happy and Single. And the title of this episode is How Do I Deal with Disappointment, Grief, and Loss? Guys, in each of our lives, there's going to be moments that aren't so fun. There's going to be some really, really crappy moments. And there's going to be moments when you know, things that you've waited for for your entire life are, don't end up happening. So what do we do in times of, of disappointment, grief, and loss? Because we can still be happy in those times. You know, it's interesting when we, when we find out some news or, you know, or something that really disturbs us. I think we go through a couple of different phases. And it kind of, de- I mean, it kind of depends on how many times you've been through that and been, you know, had that experience. But we kind of go through that first phase of just, well, life, life is a beast and then you die. <laughs> Which is that moment, no matter how long it lasts, of just, this really sucks. This is not what I wanted, and this just really sucks. And then we kind of pass over to that moment of, okay, well, I can't do anything about it. What do I do now? Well, and there's a moment in between there with, you know, after, after that, you know, the life really sucks part that there's that moment that comes in where we just experience almost like sadness and maybe even numbness. You know, I've heard some stories that are interesting about people that have, I mean, one, one example of a story I heard is, you know, where someone lost a limb in an accident. Um, and, you know, they, and they, after a moment, they didn't feel anything because it was just numb. I think that alone right there, I think numbness is actually a blessing from Heavenly Father. And, and it's okay to be in that space. It's okay to be in that position, especially when, like, well, and one of the things I, I felt when I first started this podcast is the Spirit is always right. When you listen to the Spirit, you are always Right. That doesn't mean it's always going to work out the way you think, the way you want it to, the way you anticipated. And that's okay too. There's a scripture in Daniel 3 in, in the Old Testament. And this is a time when Nebuchadnezzar creates a golden image and commands all men to worship it. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refuse, and they're cast into the fiery furnace. And in the verse 17, it says, if it so be our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the, fire, the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So in this section, they're saying like, hey, our God will deliver us, but if not, we're still not going to do what you want us to do. 
You know, and I look at that scripture as if, like, we still hope, we still have faith, we still expect the best. But if not, we still will follow the Spirit, we still will follow God. You know, the other thing that strikes me is, you know, in this particular instance, they actually were saved from the fiery furnace. But there's plenty of examples in the scriptures where people have not been saved. And there's plenty of examples in real life where people have not been saved. Or where they've been saved, but after many, many, many years. We don't understand. We don't know the entire picture. I only have one side of the conversation. Especially when our disappointments happen to involve other people. Like, you can only do what you can for you. You can only listen to the Spirit for you. It's interesting sometimes when we, you know, I've had experiences in my life, one in particular that I'm pretty sure I've mentioned on the podcast quite a few times, but it was a time where I basically just, things weren't working out well. And at the time, like, I did not handle it very well at all. I I didn't handle it at all. I just, I kind of went off the handle for at least a few days there. And just wasn't very kind and was kind of mean to people. This was, you know, many, 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 many years ago. I'm not saying that we have to act perfectly at times of disappointment. But what's interesting about disappointment is, like I said, first of all, we don't know the end from the beginning. There was a scripture I happened to read that it said, you know, Basically, God's course is one eternal round. Like, we have no idea what's going to happen in our lives at this time. We have no idea what, will, what one door or another door will lead to. We can only follow the Spirit for us. I happened to come across this quote on Instagram. It's from, I I saw it on Gabby Bernstein's uh, page, but it's actually by Abraham Hicks. And it says, no matter what it is, if you really want it, and if you get out of the way of it, it will happen. It must be. It is the law. It is law. It can be no other way. It's the law this universe has established. If you want it and you relax, it will happen. That's kind of interesting. If we just relax into what we want, I'm not saying not to work for it, but I am saying to stop worrying about it. There's a total difference between working towards something and worrying about something. And there's certain things like we don't really know what work it is that we can do towards that particular goal. You know, a lot of times in relationships, we... That's one of those things that just involves two people, and sometimes it's really hard to know what quote-unquote work to do. Like, they say, you know, if you, want, if you really want something, let it go and see if it comes back, or like a bird, let it go and see if it comes back. And, you know, and especially in relationships, because I'm, I'm guessing by now most of us have had that chance, had that experience where, you know, something hasn't worked out for us in the area of relationships. And then again, I'm reminded of almost every single movie 
where it's always at the very last second of a romantic comedy that they get back together. It's like everything looks against them. Everything is gone. They're, the odds are against them, and somehow they get back together. Now, there's other movies that that doesn't happen. But what we have to understand and what we have to remember is Heavenly Father knows what He's doing. If He's guided you to one thing, and that one thing hasn't worked out because of you know someone else's agency or because of you know whatever particular circumstance, like He'll guide you to the right thing for you. Oh, and maybe that thing's going to work out in the future. You know, I've, I've heard of examples of people not getting into, you know, certain courses in school and ending up going and doing something else and it ending up being way better for their career. And then they get back to the other class that they were wanting to do later. We have no idea. So why do we pretend to know? Why do we pretend to understand the plan that God has for each of us? no matter what it is. I also want to say, with, like, with relating to disappointment, it's okay, guys, to, especially on the day you get bad news or the day that you, you know, insert whatever here, it's really okay to take a day off. And it's Definitely a good idea to not make any crucial decisions that day. You know, it's kind of like they talk about with um, most heavy medicine on the side. It says, do not operate a car or heavy machinery or anything. That would be really good advice on those days that just punch you in the face. You don't have to make any crucial big decisions. Because our mind is already spinning at a thousand miles a minute anyways, you're not going to be at your best. You're really not. And you could worry about something and worry about something, and it might not even happen. It was Mark Twain that said, you know, I, I worried about, you know, so many things, most of which never came true or something like that. We have to understand that everything isn't game over. I mean, if you imagine you're playing your favorite old school Nintendo game or something, like, you have infinite lives. You can press power and reset as many times as you want. And you can also change the game. And you can try that one. But I really want to drive home this point of some days it's just a really, really good idea to not make any big decisions. Like, and as I was talking about with being numb, I think sometimes we do feel numb. And what a blessing, like what a huge blessing to have that sense of numbness before all of the pain and emotion and everything kick in. 
We are so beautifully, beautifully, beautifully made. We are these incredible spiritual beings in these human bodies. And you know the interesting thing about disappointment? Like they say things come in threes, or some people say that. I don't, I don't know if I've, ever, if I've necessarily really experienced that. But I have experienced like disappointment stacking on top of each other. And sometimes it just feels like that it's just going to keep going and going and going. Well, part of it, that's just life. You know, sometimes our experiences aren't going to be what we want them to be. Because we don't control anything, really. I mean, we can kind of control what we do, but I can't control what happens to me when I do whatever I do. Like, maybe part of disappointment is just understanding better how the game of life works. You know, it's like I remember thinking about playing the game of life with my nieces and nephews. And it's like you land on one space and it's like, oh, collect, you know, $50,000. And you land on the next space and it's like, okay, you know, pay up $50,000 or however many thousand dollars that are in there. What if we just understood that disappointment is part of life? And the interesting thing that I found of disappointment, and especially the times that I've been like super disappointed and super sad, for me, like we all have our vices. For me, it would probably be rushing to, you know, video games, you know, and just numbing out on that. And there's nothing wrong with that, guys. There, there really isn't. Like on these days that, you know, think hard things just happen, give yourself some grace. And also, I've found when we don't necessarily do that, when we kind of just sit in stillness and silence, that can be super helpful too. I think some part of disappointment is because we feel like we've been following the Spirit in the certain things that we've been directed to do. Whether that has to do with relationships, whether that has to do with you know, a job or a progression or anything whatsoever. And you know, then it doesn't work out. And sometimes we're even mad at God. It's like, hey, this was supposed to work out. Nothing else in life has worked out till this point. This was really supposed to work out. Well, supposed to is a really interesting word. Supposed to, th- it, almost, it almost seems like it means that we know better than God. We don't. And, and we can't even see the final picture. We can't see the end of the game. When we feel like we lose those opportunities... When we feel like we lose those opportunities, there's almost this sense that comes in that says, oh no, I'm going to have to settle for something that wasn't, as good, that, that wasn't near as good as that. But a loving God wouldn't do that if we're listening, if we're paying attention. Most of the worst mistakes we ever make are usually after a time of serious loss, disappointment, 
or grief. It's that compounded grief that we do something really, really silly. We make silly choices. We take it out on other people around us. Instead of just understanding that this is just part of life. I find, especially in those moments, you know, that we do have hardship come into our life. We're much more likely to turn to our Heavenly Father and at least check in and say, hey, I was going down this path. I thought this was really good. Well, he understands everything. So we don't have to. And there's nothing wrong with, like I said before, just taking some time for you. Because when, when our emotions are really, really kicked into gear, everything just lands different. It's like, oh, well, this happened, and you know, I, I had this experience, and, and this other thing happened, and, I'm, and, and we kind of psych ourselves out. There's a How I Met Your Mother episode that basically centered around the theme, nothing good happens after 2.30 in the morning. And he continuously says during this, during this episode, when it's 2.30, just go home. And I don't usually make it till 2.30 in the morning. I usually get to bed at midnight or thereabouts or you know, at least out out of a social life by midnight. But there's something really interesting about that. Is, hey, when you're checked out, when you're not, when you're not yourself, just go home. And by home, I mean back to yourself, back to your center, back to your God. Turn to Him. Because you might be freaking out. I mean, how many times have you freaked out about something disappointing only to have it happen later? It's like opening the, the it's like getting to the middle of a story or getting to the middle of a movie and your favorite character doesn't get what they're after only to see them a, a half hour later, however long in the movie, get the thing that they want. Maybe sometimes these period of disappointment are simply a test that says, hey, what are you, what are you willing to do? I, I remember a particular time that you know, I was interested in this girl and we had this, co- we had this conversation that was not, <laughs> not very fun in the slightest. And this was, this was a few years ago, but it was not very fun in the slightest. And the night before... I had made a decision that I was going to spend 15 minutes on four different activities each day. And you know what I did? I dusted myself off at that time. And I put myself back together the best that I could. You're like Humpty Dumpty had, had a great fall. You know, we put ourselves back together the best that we can. And then we press forward in our lives. Because we can't, what else, what other choice do we have? I mean, we can sit and whine and moan about the lost thing, but we don't even know that they're lost.
We don't even know entirely that they're lost. We have no idea the plan that Heavenly Father has for us, has for those different job opportunities, work opportunities, the other people we're meant to serve. One thing I can say is through all the, diff- the different disappointing experiences in my life, they really have. They have turned me back to God. The relationship I have now with Heavenly Father is much different than it would have been years ago. Because when you don't feel like you have anywhere else to go, you go to God. I wish I could say that it was always like that, but it's not. And he gives us reassurances. He tells us, hey, keep going forward in this path, no matter how it looks. I love, I love the quote, it's always darkest before the dawn. There's probably quite a few songs that have that, but I first heard that in the song by Florence and the Machines or something like that. It really is, guys. It's always darkest before the dawn. Because you have no idea what's going to come up, what's going to come back. And there's such a beauty in that. I've talked a lot about the artist's way on this podcast. And what's interesting is I actually haven't done it for the past few weeks. I took a little bit of a hiatus doing it. Because I realized something, at least for me... Because what that really is, is a way to get out all of your thinking in your head of, you know, probably all your frustrations, all your losses, all your sadnesses. Like, that's what it is. I truly believe in a loving Heavenly Father that would much rather listen to me tell him about those things. You know, it's really interesting as a coach. You know, I had a beautiful conversation recently with somebody that they let me very, very, very much into their life and shared countless things with me. I love those conversations. Well, if I love those conversations where people are sharing real life instead of pretending that life is hunky-dory, then I believe our loving Heavenly Father loves those conversations as well. He wants us to bring to him our sadnesses, our challenges, our trials, and everything that we're experiencing. And oftentimes when we take those things to him, he is able to help us so often. There's a great scripture that basically it talks about this group of people that hadn't been so righteous. They hadn't made the best of choices. They were the people of a group uh, called King Noah. It's in, if you guys want to know where it's at, it's in the Book of Mormon, and I could point you to it if you message me. But they weren't, they weren't making the best choices, and they all get captured. Well, it's interesting because there's a phrase that says, the Lord did immediately bless them. So once they turned to him, he immediately blessed them, but he didn't deliver them. They hadn't learned entirely, but he did bless them. 
in your disappointing experiences in your life, Heavenly Father is blessing you. He is blessing you with peace. He is blessing you with comfort. And I truly believe sometimes he blesses us with numbness. The ability to not even really care about that particular aspect of our life. Because he knows what he's doing. He absolutely knows what he's doing. And we just have to trust him. And I remember there's a, there's a story told in a book. I think the book is actually called Trusting Jesus, and it's by Jeffrey R. Holland. There's a story told in the front part of that book where this mother is having a lot of really hard times. And the little girl, her little girl goes to her and just gives her this note or something that just says, trust Jesus. We have to trust. We don't have to. But it's much easier to trust the, the Savior and Heavenly Father than it is to suffer inside our own mind, thinking we know better than God. God knows exactly what he's doing, and he is preparing something so amazing for you that you could not even begin to imagine how amazing it is. I realize there's plenty of people that listen to this podcast that have a lot of disappointments, and just and, and I do too. I, mean, I don't think you get to being 37 years old and single without having disappointments in your life. But I think for me, what's often happened is, you know, getting disappointed. And like I said, there's times I've gotten frustrated at God. And he, he, told, he told me he wasn't cool with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to share the exact experiences, but it was kind of in a nutshell that he reminds us. You know what he also reminds us of, also of, of how loved each of us are and how cared for each of us are. And sometimes it's okay to just not be okay. It really is. I don't know why we think we have to be so put together because, oh my goodness, heaven forbid somebody knows that I have challenges and trials and problems. Every single one of us has challenges, trials, and problems. And sometimes we don't even feel like taking a step. You know, I was, I was helping my, my niece clean a room uh, the other day. And it's interesting because no matter how messy a room is, whether it's a little bit of a mess or like a lot of bit of a mess, Little kids go in and see that. I mean, I remember when my room was a mess, and it was like, oh, my goodness, this is nuts. You know, it wasn't, and it wasn't even her room that was a mess. It was a, was, but, you know, we, we were working together on this, and I just kind of divided it into sections. And it was interesting that once it was divided into sections, it looked more manageable. And with us guys, like, we, we look at our lives and it's this overwhelming thing. But apparently there are lessons that we just haven't learned yet. And they really do. They take us back to God. They take us back to that place that we're home. I love the word home 
because it's that peaceful, glorious, wonderful feeling in our lives that we can always experience, that we can always have. It's that feeling that the Spirit brings to each of us, no matter what each of you are struggling with. Maybe it's the loss of a relationship. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's the loss of, I don't know what it is for you. But when we understand that this was just part of this life, this, I mean, we would never learn anything if we didn't have challenges and trials. If I go to a weight room and there's no weights or no form of any resistance, I'm not going to get stronger. Actually, I'm going to get weaker. There's something powerful about acceptance. There's something from Alcoholics Anonymous that says, it's part of the serenity prayer, it says, help me to change the things that I can, to accept the things that I can't, and the wisdom to know the difference. I'm fascinated by that word wisdom as of late. Because wisdom comes from the Spirit. There's even a moment in the Book of Mormon that talks about how the people didn't want to be governed by wisdom. And they paid the consequences. Do we, do we allow the Spirit to guide our lives? Are you allowing the Spirit to guide your life? You know, it's almost like we do. We have this GPS that tells us where to go. We have this inner GPS that is the Spirit. Well, if it says turn and we don't turn, it's probably not going to be very good for us. But I, I had an interesting experience the other night. I was driving with my nieces and nephews. And they decided that they wanted to play a GPS. And one of them, to be funny, just said, go straight, go straight, go straight, go straight. But they did it for like the entire time until it was time to turn. Oh my goodness. It was like, wow. It was was a lot. Fortunately, it was only like five minutes or whatever it was to get back. But it really taught me a powerful lesson. We don't want to be told every four seconds to go straight. It, if you haven't had that experience yet, invite. You know, if you've got friends or kids or anyone to do that for you, it's a memorable experience. And, you know, and it was, and it was at the same time kind of funny because it's my little, mostly my little four-year-old nephew that's just like, go straight, go straight, go straight, go straight, go straight. Well, We don't have to, if we're paying attention and if we're listening, we don't have to worry about going straight. We just have to listen. When we've been instructed to do something, we just have to do it. And sometimes that instruction is to be still and know that I am God. 
We think that we're the ones that have to do all the efforting. But maybe, at least on our end, a lot of the pieces are in play. Like, a lot of the pieces are in place. And something else is having to work out. You know, I hate when somebody says, oh, you, when you're, like, you must not be prepared or you'd have your person. I don't think that's very helpful. Why? Because it suggests that you lack something. You know, what if you're just, I mean, you're learning lessons, of course, but maybe there's specific lessons your other, your other, the other person that you're going to connect with has to learn as well. Or the other, you know, person you're going to do business with or, you know, insert whatever there. We got to stop making ourselves so wrong. When something doesn't work out, it's like, oh my goodness, this didn't work out. I, I must have messed up again. And there is a power in being still and knowing that I am God. Well, not I, I, but you guys know what I'm saying. And there's a peace in that too. I don't have to do anything sometimes until I'm directed to do something. And if I'm not directed to do something, then I don't have to do anything. I just have to be still and know that he is God. You know what? And, that, and where this question originally came from with somebody struggling with loss. And it's the same, but it's the same exact answer. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and understand and know that we don't have the entire picture. I, I would guess it's safe to say by now that most people listening to this podcast has lost, have lost somebody close to them in their lifetime. We don't have to understand that. We can rest. We can rest in that peace. There is a beautiful, peaceful experience that happens in our life if we allow it to do so. If we allow the river to run its course, I love the example of row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. It doesn't say up the stream. Most of our frustrations in life, most of our sadnesses, and, and even sorrows are caused by trying to go against the river. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to paddle upstream. I don't think I have really. But I can imagine it would be pretty difficult because you're going against the current. There is a current guiding each of us. And sometimes that current, you know, being Heavenly Father, has a different plan for those people in our lives. 
You know, when some when a when a child or a friend is taken suddenly, we we mourn and we sorrow, not understanding that that may have been the plan for that child. I know this goes this starts to get super deep because I don't I don't have that understanding. I, I don't know. All all I know is that's pretty much the way it works. Because that's the way it works. You know, Byron Katie talks about when we when we when we fight against reality, we lose a hundred percent of the time. But I mean, how do we go forward when we've lost somebody so close to us? You know, I have a, a good friend that I interviewed on this podcast. It's it's called the interview with Jim Christian. And it's interesting because in the podcast he talks about losing his spouse only ten years after they got married. And he has yet to remarry and may never remarry. And he's one of the happiest people that I know. I, I know another experience where another man actually lost his spouse and it destroyed him. He allowed it to destroy him. And everybody around him suffered because of it. There's certain things in life we just can't change. We, we beat ourselves up. We think, oh my goodness, I must have done something wrong. A lot of times we didn't. There, there's a great moment in the movie Groundhog Day. So if you're not familiar with the movie Groundhog Day, Bill Murray goes... This in, he basically lives like, I don't know, the number's like 10,000 years or something like that in the same day. And he's trying to figure out, okay, what do I have to fix? What do I have to fix to get out of this day? And, there's a, and he notices this homeless man that has died. And so he starts doing everything in his power to heal him. Everything in his power, because it's the same day over and over. So the guy starts out alive every single day. He does whatever he can for him. And the guy still dies. And, and it's really interesting because, you know, at first you're watching this movie, you're like, oh, well, he's going to figure out how to, how to save this man's life. And I actually kept watch, watching this part over and over a few times to try to get like, okay, what, what was this in there for? Why is this story in this movie? And the story was in the movie because... As, as the nurse says at the hospital later, sometimes people just die. I, I don't know this, guys. I, I really don't. But I do believe that, I'm not sure what your particular religious beliefs are, but for me... I believe they're taken back home to meet their God. And if you want to read a beautiful, beautiful uh, scripture or chapter of scripture, it's to search Alma 40. And 
on Google and you can read a beautiful chapter on the afterlife. Or, you know, parts of, parts of the afterlife. There's a power in acceptance. There's a power in understanding that we know nothing. I've actually tried to record this podcast episode like two or three or maybe even more times, and it just hasn't come because it just wasn't the right time. And then today happened to be the exact perfect day to record this episode. We will all go through hardship and loss. But we can take that to our loving Heavenly Father who cares and loves about loves us so much and wants to help us, wants to see us be happy, wants to see us be successful in our lives if we just allow him to. So how do we cope? We turn to God. I know some people on here might not be religious, but the only thing that has ever gotten me through hard times is turning to God. Absolutely nothing else. Well, nothing else that actually made me feel good. I remember back in like, High school, you know, some certain hard times I had. I just came out home and turned on ridiculously hard music. I mean, I guess ridiculously hard for me at the time, which was anyways. But And I just beat up a punching bag that I had over and over and over until I basically just not passed out on my bed, but laid on my bed. I don't know of any other way. I mean to get through hard times then turning to a power higher than myself then turning to my heavenly father and telling him say hey this this loss happened in my life and you know what he tells us hey it'll be okay and sometimes we're like no but you don't understand there was this involved, there was this involved, there was this involved. He's like, it'll be okay. You know, I had a dear friend that used to say, it'll all be okay, it'll be all right in the end. If it's not all right, it's not the end. I, I truly, truly believe that, guys. I truly believe this life isn't the end. This life is a mere stepping stone. You know, we say people pass on when they die. And oftentimes they pass on to something so much greater than we have here. You know, I want to read some lyrics from a beautiful song written by Mercy Me called Homesick. If you haven't seen this video, feel free to feel free to look it up on YouTube. I mean, it's basically just the song with compilations people have made, but it, it says you're in a better place. I've heard a thousand times, and at least a thousand times I've rejoiced for you. 
But the reason why I'm broken, the reason why I cry, is how long must I wait to be with you? I close my eyes and I see your face. If home's where my heart is, then I'm out of place. Lord, won't you give me strength to make it through somehow? I've never been more homesick than now. Help me, Lord, because I don't understand your ways. The reason why I wonder if I'll ever know. But even if you showed me, the hurt would be the same. Because I'm still here so far away from home. I close my eyes and I see your face. If home's where my heart is, then I'm out of place. Lord, won't you give me strength to make it through somehow? I've never been more homesick than now. In Christ, there are no goodbyes, and in Christ, there is no end. So I'll hold on to Jesus with all that I have to see you again, to see you again. And I close my eyes and I see your face. If home's where my heart is, then I'm out of place. Lord, won't you give me strength to make it through somehow? Won't you, gi- won't you give me strength to make it through somehow? Won't you give me strength to make it through somehow? I've never been more homesick than now. I realize that end part is just a refrain, but or whatever the end of a song is called. Like, but I think it's so perfect because in those moments we do, we find ourselves asking God for strength. Asking God for strength because when we lose a friend, it reminds us of, you know, that we, we miss our heavenly home. And they get to go there and they get to be there and we don't. But their work is done. Their work is over and yours isn't if you're still here. We have no idea when our card will be called the same as we have no idea when theirs will be called, when anybody's will be called, or why it was called. I think sometimes we find ourselves so worried about why it happened. Guys, we're never going to have that answer. You have no idea the battles and the struggles that somebody else is fighting. There's a, there's a story about how when Joseph Smith, the prophet, was killed, his, his mother was super sad about it. And, and she heard God say to her, I, I've, t- I've taken them home to rest. You, know, you have no idea what somebody else is fighting through. You have no idea their struggles. And you have no idea what their mission was. And to be honest, All we have to do is be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is there and that all will be okay in the end. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, It's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on 
And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.